Hey guys, today's finance video was recorded live on stream and there was a little bit of noise because I had to, you know, I had to deal with kids. I'm very, very sorry. However, the information is A plus. It's great. If you're looking for the type of information based on the finance world of the week to week and even honestly day to day forum of the financial aspect, Scott and I are monitoring it almost by the hour, if I'm being completely honest. I hope this video can truly help you and you can succeed and understand really why the things in Disney Larkana are happening and even so rapidly that it's almost insane. Enjoy today's video. I'll catch you in the end. Understanding TCG Player Marketplace. And I think this is a really interesting topic. Um, and I, Scott is really the head of this. I'm here to ask questions or fill in with, with chat questions. But there's some really unique things that I even I have been able to notice this week now that I've been really paying attention to things more. But I'm going to pass it to Scott. Scott, give me a, a little understanding of what this slide is telling us here. So I think what you I think what people don't understand is, and I think when you take TCG player pricing and you talk about it in a more public setting, like in Facebook groups or on Discords or things like that, people always quote this price here, the top price. They say the low price for this card is $13. I just chose the first card easy and because it has a lot of decent variety in a whole new world. So, but but the problem is this price is unrealistic for multiple reasons. So if you look in the top right corner, what you see is this seller, and I'm not dissing on this seller at all, like trust me, I mean, this, this is still a gold star seller, so we'll get to that in a second. Um, but they only have one in stock, which means that's going to sell out to the first person that wants a whole new world, and then immediately we're gonna go down to the second one. Now, if you look at the second one, he has a 0% rating and under 100 sales. Next one, 100% rating, but only 111 sales. All these people only have one of each card. So if someone wants a playset, the first four are going to be bought out, and we're immediately at the fifth person who has no sales and a 0% rating. So are you going to buy from that person? Like, maybe. But the thing to understand about him is at 1418, because I know he has zero sales, I know what level of seller he is. That 99 cent shipping is on every single card, which means the real price of that card is actually 1517. So again, when you were in a Facebook group or in a Discord where someone said a whole new world is going for $13.79, you're never going to be able to get it at that price. The realistic price for it is almost $2 more than that. So you just have to be aware that what you're seeing quoted as actual prices of cards, they're actually much higher than that. Because, and I say this as someone that sells cards. I price myself where I think that it's lower for players to get, but higher than the absolute minimum. Um, and they move like hotcakes. And I, because, because buy them, and the prices just they just the inventory just disappears. Yeah. And we're not with, you're not seeing volumes on there of like I mean no one on this until you get all the way down to the second to last one. There's four. Somebody that has more than one. Right. So, I mean, that's more realistic of what the actual price is, in my opinion, is when somebody actually has more than one of the cards. So, I feel like quoting the low as like, look at what's happening in the market, like all this, it's 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 not predictive of what actually the market looks like. Thanks, Matt. Um. So. I mean, I do find charts like this, like the, the price charts to be very effective. The reason why you're seeing such a giant slope 
is because the pre-sale prices were just insane. Right. Especially super rares. And they, you know, like I said, it happened to many times. You know, as soon as cards came out, the prices just went way down. Um, but you just have to understand who you're buying and how many you're actually going to be able to buy any one. So talk to me about the short-term dump versus building the brand. Uh, this it's topic. It's one of your headline topics of this. So, and in my opinion, what? You, so without getting into too much detail, because I could talk about this for a while and probably through an entire series. If you guys are actually interested, please let me know. Yeah, put this up. There are there are different levels of sellers for TCG player. So until you hit level seller level four, you're essentially just like uh, a seller in, in, in waiting or like attempting to become like a real seller. And there are certain thresholds you need to meet each time. So I think you need two, like literally only two sales to reach level two, then like 10 sales to reach level three, and then like 50 sales to reach level four. And that sounds not hard, but it's harder than you think because the sales actually delivered. You have to get feedback, et cetera. A lot of these people that are on there now are trying to establish themselves as sellers. Right. So they're trying to get ratings. They're trying to capitalize on selling a product they know is absolutely going to sell. So they're pricing things extremely low in order to get a sale, which they need to, to move on. Also, you have people that won prizes over the weekend, or you have people that are just like, um, I mean, there are people out there that are not actually going to play the game that are literally just going to, they see it as a hot topic or a hot, a hot commodity and they buy it and they're immediately going to turn around and sell it. They're not in it for the long term, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it does reduce the market. And a lot of these people that are only listing one of a card, again, keep in mind, there's no restock that's going to happen until September 1st. And any of these people that have cards listed, even on September 1st, you have to run to all these different stores to even get that. To hope that it's there, et cetera. They're going to sell out of whatever they have, and they're not going to be back. And, I, I mean, I could give you the ups and downs of why they why are they even bothering to be on TCG Player as opposed to somewhere like eBay. But the bottom line is a lot of these people are what is reducing the market down to the levels that it was. That's why you see really low legendaries. That's why you see really low super rares, et cetera. Because people are like, I mean, even if they paid over MSRP for a pack, if you open a whole new world, you're making double the price of whatever you just paid for the pack. So they're more than happy to get that price. And I don't blame them because, you know, because they're, they want to sell the rest of the pack and probably, you know, more than doubly profit on a pack. You can't really argue with that. I can't really argue with the hotness that is Orkana for them right. to make money. I can just tell you that like they don't have a lot of sales. Again, I'm not dissing on them. They're not gold star sellers. They're just the prices are just going down because people want to get in on something that's hot and they don't want to be stuck with it and they'll move on to another game. Or they may just be a whole new seller and they're trying to get rating and there's nothing wrong with that either. But it's a combination of these things that is driving was what uh, what drove down the market from August 18th, basically to where we are now. But now those a lot of those people are just out of product. I mean, I I took this screenshot this afternoon. Chances are that person doesn't have any more in stock. I can tell you that because I've already sold multiples of these today. And I put, <laughs> as you said, I put this stuff up an hour and a half ago. Yeah. And I can tell you that it didn't sell at 1379. No. <laughs> so, so you know, I guarantee you that there's other people that that a lot of those people that have one of are sold out already. Sure. So does that uh, exist in the world? That's the question. Yeah, so I, I I think you just covered the sellers for long haul as well. But like, what uh, what? Well, let's talk about the shipping effects. So I basically, for anyone understanding here, is that the shipping effects on these cards is also based on the level of seller as well. Correct. Uh, 
Correct. Uh, so for like us, I believe it, you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong. Anything over five dollars is basically free shipping, right? It, it is free. Right. Free. So like it for us, for us, if you if anything you buy from us that's, that ends up being over five dollars, there's literal zero shipping on it. Like we just correct. we effectively eat that cost in every single sale over five dollars. Correct. Uh, below so five dollars. Yeah, so so do most level four sellers because it does give you a competitive edge in listing, correct? Because mm -hmm. like the way TC market price is, they're looking for, you know, they're they're effectively looking for the lowest cost, like you said, of this thirteen, uh, this 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 yeah, the total cost. So you see this thirteen seventy nine yeah. plus a nine uh, plus another ninety nine cents. So effectively, that card is fourteen seventy nine, fourteen seventy eight, whatever. So like right. the low for it, even there is. You know, fourteen seven. It's really closer to fifteen dollars instead of being closer to fourteen dollars because Correct. The, the 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 graph on the left is showing oh it's thirteen eighty, but like it's not thirteen eighty because you have to pay the dollar shipping. So correct. Um, there's a lot of that going on, and there's a lot of hidden things that like people aren't really equating. So what are the other? Because I know you love the numbers, right? I'm gonna we're gonna go big for this so we can have fun with this. I know I know that you love the the other intricate cost of things. So give me like some of the background cost of things. I kind of wish I, you have them on your desk. So you can show people some of these things. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's different as, I mean, the buyer doesn't care about this, but right. a, is this but as, as a, a seller, seller, as a seller. But, but, but I mean, like as a seller, top loaders have a cost. Mm -hmm. Sleeves have a cost. Uh, sleeves yep. even like any, and most people use penny sleeves like this. Right. If you want to use like, like I have extra dragon shield sitting around and things like that. Like that, that technically costs a little bit more money than that. Um, business cards have a cost. Envelopes have a cost. Uh, He's got it all guys. I promise. Have envelopes have even more of a cost. Tape has a cost. I mean, so you're basically talking about like, I mean, literally we've had sales where like somebody bought a single comp. Right. So like, like just to put this in perspective, I didn't take a screenshot of this, okay. but like, a single Jafar, uh, mm -hmm. which is the Wicked Sorcerer, right? Yeah. Single Jafar Wicked Sorcerer, who is a nine cent common. That's it. That's the sale, guys. Right. <laughs> so even if they pay the 99 cents, like we're, like you spend close to 99 cents Just in supplies and making sure the card get there. And that, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot the massive one, which is postage. Right. Which is well, that and... And literally the cost of actually printing an invoice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Printing an invoice, printing labels here. The cost like, of the the cost of the paper in general. Like yeah. there's just so many little intricate things that come into yeah. it that when you start really going into it, it gets insane. And this is where I'm coming with Scott. So the moment that we got a little bit behind in sales, and then I literally had to take a case and then just start selling out of this case of box just to help Scott get caught up. I had very quickly realized, like, Scott. I spent a hundred dollars in shipping, like yep. just like like literally in two days. It was just like I spent a hundred dollars on just stamps, envelopes, uh, like the stamper. We didn't even talk about the the, the oh, weird yeah, stampers. Stamper. We got I stampers, got multiple, like... <laughs> multiple stampers. It <laughs> makes things cheaper. Multiple yeah, stampers make things cheaper. But I have multiple stampers. It's Wait, just. I got... I got scale too. I got scale. <laughs> yeah, I bought I bought those. I bought those last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. like I mean the. It, it really, really does get crazy, and it really, yeah. really does add up. Uh, and it's just like, just so you guys understand, like, the actual, like, cost of even being a seller, which I think is going to play into, you know, uh, some of our, our slides coming up here. But it's just, 
a lot of little intricate things that goes into why even shipping at a dollar is like being generous realistically because you're cutting into a certain level of your of your profits which these low sellers that are only coming in and selling my legendaries my super rares anything over ten dollars like whatever i mean that's more power to them like don't get me wrong they are willing to reduce the price on the high price cards because all that stuff is irrelevant i mean like when you sell on ebay for example you can print out a label directly from ebay and you pay less shipping than you do at usps which i mean granted i mean we do the same thing don't get me wrong right. but um they're willing to do that for their one single card as opposed to like here take my 50 comments for eight dollars like you know like it's, it's a lot different as to how you're selling and I, I i appreciate that but that's why you see so many people with such little rating and so few sales and they're the ones that have the, the low price again like that price isn't going to exist and if you do wind up buying a ton of cards from that one single person there's a good chance they're going to catch up real quick to like wow look at all the shipping i have to pay for right all right, so let's discuss this uh, this next section here. It's called Lorcana Singles Market again, and we have card quality versus card rarity. Uh, I'll just read it off for everyone real quick. It's many rares going above legendary prices, many super rares going barely good uh, to, for uncommon prices, and what are the reasons? So why, why is it turning out that the cost of commons and uncommons seem to be above, like legitimately some commons are above the cost of even legendaries? Like what is going on with that equation? So, I mean, it's it's a pure quality versus rarity thing. So, I mean, and you see this in other games as well. Like, a good card is a good card. And given where we are right now with Orkana, the supply of every single card, no matter its rarity, is low. So, I mean, if, if you look at our 5,000 count box right now, I literally have more copies of certain super rares and rares than I do of certain comments. Right this second, of course. I, mean, Legitimate. I, used, I used to have more of them. But, like, if you were to ask me right this second, how many do I have of each? There are certain ones that I have. The distribution, and I think you, I think you, you, you made a Twitter post about this. Um, like you're just not getting a ton of a single card, right? So like, there are there more commons? Yes. Are there more uncommons? Yes. But you're not necessarily getting an equal distribution of them. And 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 like, if you look at rares, for example, there's 48 rares. So right. like, I'm getting just as many. I don't know, name it. If it's not if it's not broke. Right. I'm getting just as many if it's not broke as I am be prepared. Little Wilo and Maui and, and things like that. So it's like and everybody wants the good cards. Right. So they immediately sell out. And then you're left with the junk. And it's like, yeah, you sell it eventually. Who cares? But like it's the value of it is so much less. And the demand for those rares has to drive the price up because there just isn't enough of it out there. Right. And once people are out of it, they're out of it. There's, there, as of right now, there's just no restocking. So, like, right. basically, what you wind up having is the quality of the rares index is above the legendaries at times. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, some of the legendaries are just bad, just like some of the rares are just bad. But like, a good card in general, it doesn't really matter right this moment what its rarity is, because people are not opening fifty cases to figure to have like you know a stack of rares versus a littler stack of legendaries. Like it's just not happening. Like they literally have what they have. And again, their relative stacks are still like this, but their selling cards are not. Right. And so it really doesn't matter to the seller. They're willing to pay more for the cards they need. And that may change over time, but I just feel like what's still gonna happen is the bad legendaries are gonna continue to go down and the, the, the good rares, I mean, they'll go down as more supply happens, but they're still gonna be above where they are now. Right. 
Uh, I'm trying to bring up that Twitter post real quick because I, I there was a lot of confusion on it. And it was mostly my own fault, and it didn't help that I didn't respond to anybody for like six hours. Uh, so I'm going to add that to the stream real quick just so we can take a look at it. So um, now what I meant in this post is kind of what Scott said. Like, So I was opening cases at a time, right? Shout out to the person who just gave us a notification. Um, so... You're in, in four boxes, right? We we opened, effectively, we opened four sealed cases uh, from this weekend, and in those cases, my the average the averages that I was seeing was eight to twelve of a common, four to six of an uncommon, two to four rares, zero to four SRT, zero to two legendary, and zero to two enchanteds. And like what that meant specifically is no, it wasn't. Oh, I only got two legendaries in a case. It's like no, I may have only got two bells in a case, or two Rapunzels, or two Gontus, like whatever it was. It was right. like that was the averages. But what it really meant was that I was only getting eight of some comments. So like the very, the very playable comments that are not included in the starter decks are just like, they're just more rare than you could ever possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're going to talk about some of those things shortly, but when you really look at the distribution here in front of you for a given card, you have to understand that people are spending 600 plus dollars on cases. That's right, that's just that's just MSRP, right? Six hundred dollars right. plus on cases, and in all honesty, in that case, they may have gotten four of an uncommon. Yep. Like, which means you can't even cross them across like multiple decks. They may not have even gotten a playset of a, of a given rare. They definitely yep. didn't get a playset of a, of a given legendary, most likely. So it's like when you really start to encompass all those things, that's also another great reason why the prices of of certain very good very sought after cards are right. going to just continue to rise. Uh, and that was what I was trying to get a point uh, across in this particular tweet that failed horribly uh, in terms of, of... I knew what you meant. <laughs> I knew what I meant. The people on the internet did not know what I meant. So I apologize to you guys for all participating. And then what's worst is I tweeted that out at uh, 10.30 in the morning while I was waiting for Scott to get to breakfast. And then I didn't look at Twitter for six hours. <laughs> Because we actually yeah. did play games this weekend, too. Yeah, we played in the starter deck event this weekend. Neither here nor there. All right, yeah. so, hey, guys, if you're enjoying this finance video, it's really helping you out. If the information is solid and you truly are really enjoying it, do me a favor. Do me the solid. Hit that like button on the video. Hit that subscribe button if you're not already. Share with your friends. Share this information. Help us grow the community even further. Of course, if you're not, join the Discord enter the room. Thanks you guys so much for watching. Enjoy the rest of the video. Now let's get back. So we have, um, what, what, what do we, do we miss anything on this particular here? We have, uh, no, oh you, yeah. You can just clearly see that there, these are two rares and they're either close to or above the price of the legendary. Right. Yeah. Uh, and now I think Scott and I can both agree that the cost of that particular legendary is probably too low. And if it's still that low, I recommend if you guys want four beasts to go buy them. I just I, I have a real good feeling they're going to end up going. And this isn't the lowest legendary, and these aren't the highest rares. I just chose ones that would illustrate the point, not even being the extremes. Right. Uh, he could also illustrate the point with a common, which I think we're going to get into in a second right, here. Right. Uh, all right. So talk to me about our graph, right? You've, you've been bringing up. I redid it. I redid the graph. We redid the graph, which is great. Um, so we we have a couple different. Things here now you added it looks like you added some more stuff is that what's going on i didn't like fully look at this let's we'll, we'll make it big screen so talk to me about what's going on in this page so you can ignore the axis on the right hand side it's just numbers for illustrative purposes to make the draft um 
So where we're at right now, we're at LGS release. We're at the, the step going back up, which is essentially now, which is the 25th leading up to the big box release. So this is, and this is exactly what has happened and what I predicted to happen. So LGS release happens, people get prize packs, et cetera. As we talked about earlier, prices drop, supply increases. Now those, those people are out of supply. Um, I've only seen a couple dealers that I know of actually be able to restock their product over the past few days. Um, so the ability to restock is just not happening. So I believe the prices will slowly go up over the next week. Again, keep in mind, I look at these things on a day-by-day -day basis. I understand most of you are not looking at these things on a day-by-day -day basis or may already see it after the fact, but I can tell you the next week is going to, prices are going to increase as supply is reduced because there's just no way to restock product. Then the big rocks release happens. Now, what you need to understand about the next things is we don't actually know what's going to happen. What I do know is going to happen is simply more product is going to be released into the wild in some way, shape or form, Right. which means prices will reduce. Um, because again, you're gonna have a situation where new people come into the market, um, both from a player perspective and from a seller perspective and or seller, per seller player perspective. So there's just more of it out there. So less people need product because they're actually able to get it. Um, that reduces prices, less demand, and then more supply for people that want to sell it. So on the first, regardless of how much is out there, regardless of how much, I don't care if your target sells out in 10 minutes. I don't care if you, I mean, Best Buy's pretty much already sold out. It sold out while I was in the mob at Gen Con. Um, so like, I don't care how much you're actually able to get on the first. There's just simply going to be more of it out there. So prices will be reduced. Um, I expect game stores to have people camped at the at the big box stores in order to fill their demand as well um so it'll assume it'll seem like your lgs gets more also but they really just bought it from a big box store um so prices will reduce but then they'll go back up again and that's exactly what happens it goes down then it goes back up until there's more restock now will there be an lgs restock personally I have heard multiple conflicting stories about what is going to happen in September with LGS restock. I've heard the eighth. I've heard later in the month. I've heard the middle of the month. I've heard double my allocation. I've heard half my allocation. I've heard equal to my allocation. I've heard only booster boxes, no troves, no gift sets, no et cetera. I've seen literally any type of combination of any of these things you want to put together. So I don't know what the answer is. What I do know is there's more products going to be there and more products going to flow. That's all I know, but the quantity is completely unknown. Right. But it's going to happen sometime in September. And is it going to happen again before the second set, before ever again? I don't know. doesn't sound like it, but I have no idea. If you read like the Robinsberger article by the CEO and try to interpret what he said in his CEO speak, like chances are it's not going to happen again before the second chapter's out. So like whenever that second LGS restock happens, I also assume there has to be a second big box restock. Also, I'm not positive, but like, I have to assume there's going to be one. Um, so at that point, it just becomes like, I, that would be like the last stock that's out there. And at that point, prices will level off, which could mean they go up because now there's no more, there's no more supply to be had. That's all there is to it. Right. Or, there is a steady, a steady trickle from then, but I doubt it. Like at some point we're going to reach the end of the first chapter being available. There's nothing else we can do about it. Right. And it, and specifically it's because 
we we are not certain whatsoever if there will be a restock to big box stores, right? Like there's just, there's no indication of that from any source that I have seen so far. We're definitely also not confident that stores are also going to get a third wave, right? Like we know they're going to get a second wave. We don't know how much they're going to get of a second wave, but we have no idea if they're going to get a third wave. So as far as we're concerned, by like the second week of October, most, if not all product will have already been purchased and either opened collect it sealed away in someone's closet or open and put into the singles market but after that point we have no idea what's going to happen so like correct just literally no idea if you're in the singles market if you can get whatever product you can get on september 1st go ham get what you can get figure out very quickly what you're going to need to finish off and then start purchasing literally as quickly as possible because the longer we get from september 1st until LGS goes, it, the price is just going to keep going. It's just going to keep rising. So right. just tips, tips from us guys, tips from us. <laughs> so it's, it's momentary, it's, it's momentary dips and then rising back up to an equal revenue is the way it's going to go. Right. All right. So talk to me about the biggest movers. Some of these are like probably really upsetting to Scott, uh, specifically, yes. specifically the cat, but <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just, we, we covered it a little bit here, but like, why specifically these cards? So I chose four different rarities. I did not put a super rare on here because they're pretty much, their prices are so weird that it's hard for me to even uh, figure them out. Um, so what has happened is the Pixelborn quote metagame is out there. I mean, you can choose whether or not you agree with it or not, but it is influencing how people feel um, the power level of certain cards is. And so there are a lot of actual like events that are happening in a relatively short period of time, m- more quickly than people are prepared for. Not just, not in terms of like owning cards, but in terms of just getting used to playing the game. Right. So you have a lot of first time players that are just not used to playing the game. And so they're immediately like, okay, what deck can I play? They go out to YouTube, they find certain people that are using Pixelborn, et cetera. They, they look at the stats that are out there and they find Amber, Amber Emerald Aggro. They find Ruby Amethyst Control and various other decks. And so as a result of that, these four cards specifically are way higher than they were on August 18th. Yeah. So Lilo making a wish is like easily two to three times her value on August 18th. Right. Um, she's hovering over $20. Uh, my girl, Maleficent Monster Dragon, I'm happy to report. Um, <laughs> I mean, of course, the thing you need to understand is like coming out of Gen Con, there was a vet, there was a market for legendaries, of course. Right. And there was not a huge market because you had to be on eBay for like a single rare. Right. So I put, you know, play sets of rares out there and they sold, but like it was very difficult to find a single rare. So I'm comparing these to a lot of a lot of times to the prices that there were uh, on eBay ahead of time. So Melissa's Magic Dragon was going for about like thirty to thirty-two dollars on the pre-sales on on the on the eBay actual sales right. pre-launch, and now she's easily over fifty or sixty dollars if you can find her. Um, Cheshire Cat is an uncommon. It's just an insane price. I cannot keep them in stock at all. <laughs> I literally have two left after opening. About about. Maybe slightly over 30 boxes of product. <laughs> 33 boxes, if not more, if you include you know sealed product, et cetera, like like starter decks and things like that. Right. Um, I cannot keep them in stock as like 
a four dollar uncommon that's just insane and this card is not in starter decks correct correct right? yeah so correct. it's just another thing to note here like obviously the rare the legendary these particular ones are not here but the cub and the cheshire cat are not in starter decks which is a big reason why their influx is is really there as far as i know and i, I don't i don't quote me on this there's only two commons that are not in any starters which are both simbas both simbas commons wise that are not in any starters um so that's a big reason why both simbas are way up in value um but this simba like i i've never seen this in my life i've never seen a common happen like this i know i everyone knows i hate <laughs> Arcad. Um, i don't think it's a good card um i think you should be running four of whatever the uh, other two lore character is in your deck but you know, like, I, this, I don't even think there is it i mean yeah there is you play four of the mickey and two Cheshire Cat. Shout out to Heath. But yes, uh, people know I hate Cheshire Cat because it's good just stuff. not a flexible card. Um, Doesn't matter. Right. Because, you know, I mean, in my opinion, again, it's not in the starter, so like it's harder to get. Right. But the Simba Cub is just insane. I mean, like I've seen him go like for multiple dollars as a common, which is just ridiculous. Right. Um, But he's, I mean, he's arguably the best common in the game and you, he's not in the starter. So like you need to like... A lot of decks need him. I can't imagine ever running Amber without him, no matter whether you're an aggro deck or a control deck. So there's that. Um, but I will say, in general, there is information scarcity out there. Um, I mean, we talked about it at length. Like, not that we're like the only YouTuber out there, but we haven't put a video out in like a week that has anything to do with any kind of competitive play at all. Um, I called this ingenuity scarcity. People just want to net deck and don't have time to real. I mean, they don't have the cards and the time or the ability. They haven't played the game long enough. Well, not um, even that. Honestly, if you even just put it in a moment, right? Like if we just discuss the finance part of it again, is like if if cars are this hard to find and people have we, like we're we're gonna talk about this in in the next segment, but like there's already one case going on. There's already yeah. events going on. There's already local scenes going on. Like so, if they're gonna spend money, they don't want to be wrong, right? So the information that's out there, whether it's a hundred percent accurate or inaccurate, it doesn't really matter. It's like well. There's a proof of concept, and mm -hmm. because of the proof of concept, they're like, well, at least if I buy this, I know that I can work with it, and that's yep. another reason why you're seeing cards again like Maleficent and like Lilo out of nowhere just going off the charts because everyone will tell you that like if you're playing an Amber Rush deck, like you need four Lilos. If you're playing yep. uh, a, a Ruby Control deck, you need three or four Maleficents. So like, it, and this is this is across the board for many cards in this yeah, yeah. like in the spectrum. Yeah. These are just yeah. four four examples here, but the best cards are just going to continue to grow because more and more people are buying singles. Legitimately, there's just not enough of them. Like there's yeah. actually not like even if you think about it, like I I can't I can't really give an accurate statement of how many players there are in Disney Electronic currently. What I can tell you if you go to TCG Player or eBay, you might have less than fifteen of a given legendary. Yep. So, like, when you really think about that, however many players are out in the world, it's like, if there's only 15 copies of it to be purchased on CCG Player, that's not enough. Like, it's Agreed. it's not enough. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So, the biggest drops, right? Everyone everyone loves that. Uh, how do you – how do you do, fellow? <laughs> how you doing, Manny? Um, so – some of this is shocking, but for different reasons, I feel. Now, granted, in the last uh, finance video, you mentioned that Brave Little Taylor was was the hotness. Uh, so why is he no longer the hotness? 
uh, because he's not that good. Probably, <laughs> probably very true. Um, I, I just don't. I, I think he's easily replaceable by better cards like Elsa, even Ursula. Anything with three war is not that far from his what he can do, and he doesn't have an immediate effect on the board. Mm-hmm. So there are. I still see decks that play a lot of him in in the control matchups, and I still see like. I mean, yeah, I guess he still shows up in like uh, Emerald Ruby evasive decks, but overall, I think he's just not a necessary card. And compared to the other legendaries, I just don't think he's as good. Um, so that's that's why he's dropping the most. I mean, he was going for seventy five dollars on eBay pre launch sales. Yeah, like between, now you can get him. Now between I, that. I Sold one for twenty five dollars today. Yeah, between that Gen Con and release, like yeah. he was literally topping around seventy five, eighty dollars. Yeah, he was the number one card in the set right post Gen Con, and now he's—I don't even think he's in the top half of the legendaries or cards in general. Definitely cards in general, but I mean he's above cards in general, but like right legendaries, he might not even be in the top half. Fair. Uh, so a card like John Silver. Now this is you know this is a card that when you read it. It's pretty good, does a lot of good stuff, works out pretty well. But in terms of a competitive aspect, I don't think it's really found a home yet. And Correct. a lot of the times competitive scene is going to drive sales. Like I just, mm-hmm. you know, we just covered that again, but it's, it's a repeatable thing here. So people aren't going on the internet and finding John Silver decks. So right. you think that that's like just a dramatic cause and effect there? Totally. And again, you have the situation where somebody opens this, like I've never heard of this character before. He's a legendary. I got to sell it. Oh, it's ten dollars. Fine, gone. Right. And this was again post Gen Con, like easily a twenty-five, thirty-dollar card. Right. Uh, and then why genie? Just it... so this is both the enchanted effect and again similar to John Silver, like just no home. You have a six cost unthinkable. Where like yes, he may show up in certain versions of the deck, but like this was a pre-selling twenty to twenty-five dollar super rare, and now he's like five bucks. Okay. So. Yeah. If you're hanging out, hit that like button, hit that subscribe. Thank you guys for all joining out. There's a bunch of you right now. I'm excited. Uh, but let's talk about something that we've covered at, at, at nauseum at this point. Um, Enchanted. And then we'll go to the foil conversation. But Enchanted in general. Now, I'm going to be, we're going to go personal again here. Uh, guys, I opened three sealed cases in a row, which is 12 boxes. There was no enchantments. So sad. It's very sad, guys. Very, very sad. So let's talk about it. Uh, tell me about the enchantment and foil, uh, you know, ratios and aspects that we're, we're, you're starting to see a little bit. So, I mean, the reported ratio is one per case, but, the, but, but apparently the way they, they're not, they're not packing the material correctly or not correctly, but they're not, they're not, forcing these cards into each case for example they're just saying your chances of getting them is one in every 96 boxes so uh, 96 packs 96 packs sorry so what that means is can you get a case with multiples yes and that means probably somebody else didn't get one because there's just no they're not yeah and he bought them from the same store we did so he got one of our enchantments exactly like, that's exactly <laughs> what happens because there's no, they're not forcing the pack. And I don't know if Magic does this, but I have heard that they do. Like, they force certain rarities. In, in a in- particular type of booster pack. Right. They do it. Right. Well, Lorcana isn't doing that. So, yeah. so therefore, the chances of getting them is X. 
usually one per case, but it does not mean that you're going to get one in every case you open. Right. So um, what you're seeing again is a luck factor. People open them and they're like, oh my God, I got this golden ticket. I'm selling it. So the prices overall have obviously come down from the post Gen Con pricing, but there's still room for them to go down. Uh, I still wouldn't purchase them yet until after, well, after September 1st for any player, because they're, again, they're only going to be able to come down. Um, so is this an opportunity to buy them? Maybe if you can find them at a price that you're comfortable with um, and are people dumping them? Yes. Um, I do believe, however, like the meta staple ones will continue to hold value. So your Tinkerbells, your Bells, your Maui, your Aladdin, your, especially your Elsa. So especially your Elsas and Bells um, should maintain good value and everything else will probably go down like big time. Right. Um, will they be under a hundred dollars? I don't know, um, but I wouldn't. So, rather, so rather than would, right? Like the question that I have is, should they be under a hundred dollars? The one thing we haven't really talked about at all in this whole entire conversation is what stores are charging for product right now. Correct. So it's very hard for me to say that a store should be charging $10 a pack and any card in it shouldn't, should, should be worth under a hundred dollars when it's one per case. I mean, that basically at $10 a pack means you're spending almost a thousand dollars on a case. Right. So how can you have a card that's hard to get that hard to get would it be under a hundred dollars? I can't fathom those things just don't go in concert with one another. Right. Now in the long run, if big box stores do get a ton of it, and it does replace your ability to have to spend that much money and you can get a ton of MSRP, then it becomes an issue we talked about at length of playability versus rarity. At that point, if I don't want that Mickey in my deck or I don't want either of them, or I don't want, you know, Stitch Surfer in my deck, in the meta in general, I'm talking like, and when I say me, I mean like the player base doesn't want that card in their deck. Right. Then yeah, I mean like, it's just, it's just a demand, a lack of demand situation. Right. But if, a deck with Elsa or Bell becomes the number one deck in the game, they're going to rise in value. Right. And they're going to be worth multiple hundred dollars. Like there's just no doubt about it. And we're not even talking about the grading factor either. I've seen some of them out there that are graded. I think it's really premature to, to go down that route. Again, you have to understand that while these things seem limited, they're not technically limited. A Musketeer Mickey from Gen Con, there will never be any more of those. Right. A D23 card, there will never be more of those. So like literally the supply is capped and demand is what takes over. These are technically, the, the demand may rise and fall depending on playability, but but the supply of it is not, it's not unlimited, but it's not limited. It's, it's also not reserved. Right. So like, yep. you know, we, we can get to, I don't know, February of next year and Ravensburg might legitimately say, okay, we're just going to like give all the stores another wave of chapter right. one. And that's going to happen from a distributor level, no doubt. Because right. it happens with every game. Like they, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, I have like ten boxes of Orkana. Do you want it? No one's gonna say no. Exactly. Even even like six months from now, no one's gonna be like, yeah, I don't need chapter one anymore. That's not right. gonna happen. So I don't I, think box and I don't think box prices will ever go below MSRP. I'm I sure. I, ever. I would be astonished if they did. Um, so I guess my follow up, uh, just to you know, to give my point of view on it, like Please. the the enchanted for me. Since we know for sure, at least at this time, that purchasing a 
case does not guarantee you getting an enchantment. So with that alone, right? Like with that assessment, you can't even bet on it, right? So like as a as a seller, right? And this is just like across across the board for all singles dealers, you can price out things with a certain level of knowledge. So with that, you know, with the Twitter post I shared earlier, the certain level of I know I'm going to get this many of a common, I know I'm going to get that many of an uncommon, of a rare, of a secret rare, uh, or or, sorry, of a super rare or legendary. Like, you know that that statistic exists. Yep. There is no proven statistic at this point at all for this card. I'm sorry. Like, all the crap you're hearing on the internet, it's all bullshit. Because the only way that you could ever be positive about it is if you could secure it within a case. Now, if someone can tell me, like, in a master case, which we don't even know exactly what that is for what it's worth. It could be four cases. It could be five cases. It could be six cases. We don't actually even know how many cases are in like a quote master case or for what it's worth, even if that exists. Mm -hmm. I'm not a store owner. I didn't talk to a store owner about it. I don't know how it was delivered to them. For all I know, they got, you know, uh, if they got a hundred boxes and they got 20 cases and that, that was the answer, right? I don't have the answer to that. But until there's an actual statistical fact of this many boxes equates to this many enchanteds we're never going to know exactly how many there are or even be able to truly guess how many they are so for me if you're opening that card right now there's not a chance in hell i'm selling it for less than a hundred dollars that's fair and that's just the way i look at it and even the long-term factor of it the long-term factor is if we never get these answers then it's like I, i i can't i can't put a a fair price on this i can probably only put unfair prices on it or i can put a price on it where i'm like i'm happy with selling it at this price so if it goes up from here it doesn't matter but in my humble opinion that price should never be below a hundred dollars that's my thought on it um so let's talk about the foils right <laughs> and sure. i'm not even sure you, you i didn't even ask you this right uh, but they're on sword i can tell you that they're unsorted. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, that's gonna that, that just answered my question. Um, so for us, uh, we we announced a little bit earlier. Ago, we we opened about thirty three boxes of a product since Gen Con. Since Gen Con, right? So not since release, since Gen Con. So a couple weeks now, including, like including Gen Con. Include yeah, including Gen Con. So yeah. we have it's only twenty four foils in a box, right? Can't get no more than twenty four foils in a box. Correct. So whatever that number is times whatever i don't feel like doing the math a couple hundred foils that we own we haven't even listed them on our own store yet correct now aside from they're apparently not sorted correctly mm-hmm. why haven't we listed them uh mostly because they haven't sorted <laughs> but okay, but also i believe they're going for i just believe they're undervalued right so, so see- now why are they undervalued uh because of magic okay uh, I believe they're on. Un- I believe they're undervalued because of the the ratio of regular card to foil that exists in Magic. Is they're basically selling at the same ratio of Magic. So in Magic, you have packs that literally have like multiple foils in them, so the price is automatically reduced. They just aren't as rare. And also, I think Magic has like you know, four foil blah 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 yeah. etch yeah. i don't know what the hell even half of the market uh, expedition there, there's so many that it's ridiculous years. so even um, if you knew what they all were there would be a new set that came out like literally yesterday that like had some new one right <laughs> so the regular foil ratio of like you know a 10 dollar card has a 15 dollar foil is per or like you know is common in, in magic but 
that foil is more is less rare than it is in more common. Right. So, um, and you also have a larger player base, obviously in Magic currently there that wants to bling out their deck. And right. I think I've only talked to a few players that are really looking to do that immediately on Arcana. We literally had a we had a message about it actually, which I thought yeah. was interesting. So, I'm not counting myself, of course. Um, so, I just think the demand just isn't there yet. And again, you have a situation where, oh my god, I opened this foil, whatever, even rare, legendary, super rare. I gotta I gotta get rid of it right away because, I mean, really, if you think about it, like I don't even, as we've said, because I haven't sorted the cards yet. We, I haven't factored at all the foil into my pricing at all as to how much, you know, profit, loss, et cetera. So if someone opens one, they're like, whatever, I own this card, I'm going to get rid of it. Like the same person that's listing the legendary cheap is going to list the, the foil cheap. Like, right. They don't care. Like it's free money to them. Right. So it's not, it's not free, but it's, yeah. it, it's, it, it's in quotations. It, free. Right. I, hear I mean, like the foil to them is not factoring into the other, whatever, 12 right. cards that are in the pack. So 11, but yeah. Um, but I actually, I, I really do blame Magic, to be honest with you, with the with the ratio of regular price to foil. Um, I just think it's it's too low right now, um, right. and unfortunately, a lot of the way card pricing happens is like it has card pricing has a very long memory. Mm-hmm. So until we see tournament results where cards that are undervalued right now start to see play these prices will hold a memory. So if, you know, if a foil legendary is only going for, if a, if a regular legendary is going for 50 and it's foil version is literally going for 75, like until that card is an absolute four of, and enough people want to bling out their deck to play that, it's going to stay at $75. It's just the way things happen. And like, it's probably only going to go down again on the same curve as everything else. Right. But I, in, in my opinion, like, I would rather spend the 1.25 to 1.5 to get a foil version of a card than just spend the one time to get a regular card for me personally. I think foils are undervalued if you ask me. Right. So, and by what Scott means by this, I'm going to bring this back here, right? So if we go to a whole new world, really simple. Um, The reason why it has a quote memory is there's actually a log of it. Like you can literally go and you can look at the sales history and we can see here that, Foil whole new worlds are selling at 1999, right? So four sold. of these sold. right, four of these sold at 1999. Like it's an actual today, actual point of reference here. Now, what I could do if I really wanted to is I can go into our sales and tell you that we sold regular versions at 1999. Yep. So the concept of these, you know, these listers selling their foils at the cost of what we're selling our regular ones is a hell of a good reason of why we're not selling the foils because I I just, there's no way that you can convince me that they're the same, right? Like they're just, they're just not the same. So I think that Scott has a, Scott made a very, very clear point. Like some of these things and having the point of reference is great. uh, But you also have to understand from the seller's point of view and everything like that, like where, a lot of those sales are very likely that people just got their hand on product and said, Oh, I'm going to be able to just, I'm just going to move everything because I'm just looking to like make my money plus. Yep. Uh, and that's where a lot of those low, honestly, it's where mo- it's, it's a Scott has references many times in the, in previous videos. It's a race to the bottom. People are literally just racing to the bottom to move everything because they want to move past it. And they don't, they don't really care about the ramifications of all of it. 
And then the, you know, like the, the normal everyday person has this ability to go and look at that log and say, oh, well, this is what it's sold for. So obviously this is what it's worth. And it's like, it's not necessarily true, uh, which I, I really do find is interesting. So uh, before we move on to our next segment, I do want to give uh, an opportunity here for anyone that has a question on the finance stuff that we either just carried or even something maybe that's moving forward, your chance to have the floor. I'll add you to the comment list and, uh, and we'll move forward with that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to start it off. And Scott, I have um, I have a question for you, right? Sure. So we talked a little bit earlier about the the entire process of, you know, what our week looked like as sellers, as two people with like literally full time jobs that <laughs> that like had, uh, I think Scott's wife said it uh, very well the other day. Shout out to Gina. Um, Scott literally was coming home from work and going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's literally what was happening. So. With the, were you at all, like, were you, okay, oh man, I'm trying to think of like the best way to answer this, uh, ask this question is like, what was your expectation on Friday? Like we knew that the pre-sales were going to go live at midnight. We told everybody about it, that our store was going live. Like, did, did it meet or exceed your expectation on Friday morning when you woke up? I listed 50 of every common, 25 of every uncommon. I did not open 50 of every common at Gen Con or 25 of each uncommon. I just expected with the other product that we were getting on Friday and the weekend that I'd be able to fill those orders immediately without a problem. I did not fill them immediately without a problem. I have filled every order that's come in. Trust me. Yes. But the point is I was the, it has well exceeded my expectations. Did I think I would sell 50 of a common? No. Did I think I would sell 50 of a common to the same person on Saturday morning? No, but that happened. And I'm not, and it's not just people buying out because like, I can't imagine some of these that I sold 50 of the same person you would ever want. Like, like I just can't fathom how that's even possible. Um, so the volume has just well exceeded my expectations, just completely exceeded my expectations. And I, and we were relatively prepared. I mean, like we had a 5,000 count box completely sorted, which given the other games that you now have of, of what we've sold in the past, I, it was a hell of a lot more organized than those were, wasn't yes. it? So, yes. you know, like it is, it is well exceeded my expectations. I'm, I'm happy, not from, I'm not just happy for myself. I'm happy for players right. that they are buying product the correct way. They're seeking out what they actually want, as opposed to just overpaying for sealed product and then hoping they get what they want. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it logically, like they're still paying less money to buy singles and they're, they're getting them at decent values overall compared to the seal prices. And I'm glad that they're, that they're taking advantage of that, but this is well exceeded my expectations. Now I don't have it in front of me and I'm very, I, I apologize to the person, but someone on Facebook, on Twitter this week posted a, a synopsis basically of a summary of, what the the average cost of like the quote competitive decks in the game were and i think the top one was like 595 dollars or something like that like yeah but i've already talked okay i'm not saying it's completely accurate right that's not that's not the comment i'm trying to make here but the the point is that if if you could get for 600 dollars quote one of the best decks in the game right yep what i've already told you is that you're not going to do that by buying a case of cards which is over 600 dollars 
And on top of that, in some areas, you know, we've I've seen people get list, you a, a, you can't get it. B, if you can get it, it's 60, 70, 80, 100 percent above MSRP. Yep. So like when you start really doing the math and you're like, well, I could either spend a thousand dollars on four boxes and like yep. still have to buy singles. Right. Or, right, right, right. right. Like, like you're still going oh, yeah, to buy sure. singles. You, you so won't like, get four of the legendary. So definitely. no, you're, you're not going to get four of an SRT. You're not even getting four of a rare. Maybe like, you know, on it, like you might not get that. Right. Like it's, po it's possible, unlikely, but possible. Uh, once you start realizing those things, like the singles prices actually seem incredible because you're like, well, I can get like the whole deck I won for like 400 bucks, maybe because I got, I, I was, I gambled on certain deals on certain markets that like didn't have any set, whatever. Like if you could, if you, it, it risk versus reward, uh, no matter which way I look at it. Uh, so it doesn't shock me at all in hindsight, right? Like in the moment I was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that crazy because the prices are going to be ridiculous. We don't really know how much products are going to even be out there. We don't know how many sellers are even going to be because leading up to that point, there was only like three or four sellers on TCG Player because they were the only sure. they were the only brick and mortar stores that were allowed to pre-sell. Right. And right. I imagine from I didn't ask, I could have asked. I didn't ask, but I could have asked, you know, our friends and said, "Hey, what did your pre-sales look like?" Because yep. from our point of view, if we were sold out of stock on certain cards like literally within 48 hours, I have to imagine that those pre-sale prices were ridiculous. Yeah. I have to imagine that they probably were sold out and like, we weren't monitoring, like we didn't monitor them or anything like that. But I, yeah. I imagine that some of those things were, were pre-sold completely out of stock uh, before it even went live. It seems like some have compared to those prices that I reckon, recognize. Yeah. Which is crazy. Crazy. All right. So we, 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 we must've done a really good job. No one else asked anything in stream. That's fine. If you can ask something later, we'll, we'll have time for it later. But uh, if, oops, I don't. I didn't want to lose Scott. <laughs> uh, if you did enjoy this particular segment uh, on the finance, we're not done in the live stream, but uh, you can check out our. You can join our Discord. Ask us any question you want. Check out the Patreon. Check out the Pro Store. Yes, that is a QR code that will take you directly to our Pro Store. And Scott, for everyone at home, can we discuss just for a moment here, like? what the pro store means for us and why, if you are going to purchase product from us, why I would really love it. If you use the pro store. Uh, selling on TCG player isn't cheap. Correct. Having a pro store isn't cheap, but if you buy directly from our pro store, uh, TCG player just takes less of a cut. So we would appreciate yeah. it if you buy directly. Off our pro right. Store. So like not telling anyone to go buy our product, you don't right. have to, but if, if you are going to buy from us, please buy it. If you're going to, if you're going to buy from us, please buy from the pro store. I guarantee our prices are competitive. Guaranteed. And if they're as, not, not as of 6 p.m. today, they were as competitive as competitive could be, I believe. Uh, and I, I, I have been tracking this. I'm going to give everyone a number at the end of this of how many sales that went on just during the live stream. Nonetheless, <laughs> I see uh, seven more since I've logged off. So. It, there we go. My watch has been going crazy around uh, <laughs> around the around the clock. I hope you guys enjoyed the finance video today. We covered as many topics as we could and even allowed for more comments. However, in the comments below, feel free, hit me up, let me know any financial questions that you're curious about, and we'll do our best to either A, answer them on the spot, or cover them in our next finance video. Thank you guys so much for watching today. If you're looking for other finance videos like this, we have a whole playlist on Finance 501. 
check it out there. And I will see you guys in the next video.